got a super powerful message for you this morning. Uh, the Lord's really just been stirring me up. I hope He's been stirring you up uh, as we've been going through the stuff that we've been going through with our culture, with our world, with, with everything going on. Uh, I believe He's really using it to shake the church up. And I hope and pray that we don't take a gathering in His house for granted ever again. Uh, and so we're going to be talking about uh, not normal today. It's a phrase that, uh, there's a couple phrases that we're hearing a lot of, uh, going back to normal, right? Uh, or the new normal. And as we're sitting in church this morning, y'all have seen some, some new normal things. We've taken out some chairs, right? We made some space. Uh, and we're going to do those things. But we, we really want to talk today uh, about God doesn't want us to be normal anyway. God wants us to be supernatural. Man, that rain is really coming down, ain't it? Thank you, Jesus, for the blessing of the rain. Can y'all hear me? I feel like I'm screaming. <clears throat> huh? Can y'all hear me? Barely? Can you hear me? Sorry about that. That rain is really coming down. I didn't know we were supposed to get rain today. <laughs> oh, but God, he, 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 He's amazing, and He doesn't want us to be normal anyway. The kingdom of God is not normal. There's nothing normal about the King of Kings who is Jesus to be raised from the dead and to give us all power and glory through Him. That's not normal. You know, and, and, and we've been coming to church here in Hollypond for a year and, you know, I feel a little guilty of that, that we've been, you know, you get into a routine, you know. And you get up and you get ready for church Sunday mornings, you come and, and it's just, it's normal. And I, and I don't want to take that, I don't want to do that ever again. And so there's a couple things I want you to know about normal. Normal uh, is overrated. Normal is overrated. And normal is ever-changing. Normal is always constantly changing. We set, we set normal goalposts, and it's normal for a while, and then that gets outgrown, and the new normal goalpost is put in place. And so normal is, is, is always changing. And normal is... is conducive to where we grow up, uh, the environments that we live in, the culture that we're a part of, and that's really what defines what normal is, what it looks like, how normal feels. And so that's, that's, that's what normal is, but it's overrated. We keep saying things like we want to we wanna go back to normal. Y'all, back to normal was really no good. <laughs> Sometimes if you're hanging out with some of your older friends or maybe a papa or, or a grandma or a they'll talk about the good old days sometimes. If we could go back to the good old days, if you really sit and think about it. A lot of those folks grew up with no air conditioning. Does anybody like air conditioning? I sure do. I don't want to go back to a time when there's no AC or heat. Or if you even go farther back, back to where you used to have to ride a horse everywhere you went. That'd be cool, but I like my car. I like being able to get to wherever I need to go in a, a, a quick, orderly fashion. And so I'm using that as an elaborate example, but we do that in our lives. We say, if I could go back to that season or that time or that place, it was so good. You know, addicts deal with this sometimes. It wasn't no good. Going back to normal wasn't no good anyway. And so God wants to bring us forward. He wants to bring us through 
to something new, something better, something amazing. Amen? So look at that first point, the first new point we're going to give you this morning. So today, somebody say today. Today, today we're living in a new normal. Okay, we're, we're living in a new normal today, obviously with everything going on with the virus. Because normal uh, is relevant to the culture, community, and environment we're living in. Our culture, community, and environment define our normal. And so that's what I'm talking about. Where you live, where you grow up, those are those places and things are the things that define what normal is. And normal really isn't even a real thing, I don't believe. It's just a concept. It's a, it's a thing that makes us uh, feel comfortable. <laughs> it's the comforts that we try and get tethered to. And it's really that, that feeling of normal is what keeps us tied to complacency. And complacency and normalcy will keep us bound and stuck in places we don't want to be bound and stuck to. If you don't get with the times of the way the world is, we're going to be talking about the kingdom world today, which I'm excited to do. But just talk about the regular world. If you don't, if you don't do the things that the world begins to do and shape and change and the things that we're going through, if you don't change and you want it because you want to stay complacent and in your normalcy, you will get left behind. You can't survive in a place like that. And so we, that, that's exactly what, what that does, that normalcy and complacency. It keeps us bound and stuck. And so the world is ever-changing. We're, we're seeing new normal. It, it, and here's, here's the thing. Normal is going to constantly be changing. What's normal right now isn't going to be normal in five years from now. <laughs> That's that goalpost of normal that I'm talking about. That standard, that definition of what is normal will be changed in five years from now. So here's the good news. If y'all don't like the way the church looks this morning with the, the emptier chairs and the, the spacing and stuff, well, guess what? It ain't going to be the, the, the new normal for long. <laughs> Come on, somebody. That's some hope, right? Because it's going to constantly be changing in Jesus' name. That, that, that's what's going to happen. That's how life is. It's just a constant change. And if you've been alive long enough, some of y'all look like you have. And you look alive this morning in your seats. You know that to be true. I got a couple slides, a couple pictures I want to share with us this morning just to kind of illustrate this fact of, of how normal is constantly changing, how our lives, how the world is constantly changing. Let's go ahead and look at that, that first slide, Brittany, of the, the bathroom, the American bathroom. That might look like somebody's bathroom. It's a little nicer than the bathroom at the Westbrook residence. But uh, it's, what would you say? Would you say that's pretty normal, right? would look like most of our bathrooms in our homes. We have all the amenities, the things that we need. That's normal based on the fact of what? Where we're from. What's normal in our area, in our communities. Would you go ahead and show that next picture? That there is a bathroom that is normal in Africa. That is normal to them. Is that normal to you? Our bathroom's abnormal to them. Are we blessed? Yes, yes we are. We got the, this, this next slide I want to give you is just a, a reminder of how quick technology is changing. Some of y'all old enough to remember those phones, well, those things? What is that? We don't got no kids in this service. Last service, some of them kids were like, what is that? They really didn't know. 
Those were cell phones not even five, six, seven years ago. I had that little Nokia. <laughs> Remember T9 texting? Oh, man, to get that L, you had to hit that button like four times. Go ahead and flip to the next one. That is normal to us today. Just in that quick time span, how quickly we've evolved and changed to what we see and recognize as normal to us. And what's going to happen in 10 years? The picture of that phone will be the first picture. And our kids won't identify with the phones that we have now. So it's a constant change. I mean, just think about the way the church has literally changed and transformed. We haven't met together inside this building in nine weeks. In nine weeks. It's been that long. And the church looks different today. It feels different today. I feel like it's ready for a resurgence in Jesus' name. And we're so thankful that we're able to do church online. That's amazing. We can still reach people for the gospel. But it just feels different, don't it? When you can gather in his house. Let's go to that next point. Here's the the thing I want us to grab from today. Because here's the thing. As Christians, we're not called to new normal. We're not called to any normal. We're called to a new kingdom. Somebody say new kingdom. And the kingdom of God is not normal. Jesus was not normal. To be a Christian means to be Christ-like, like Jesus. So if we're striving to be like Jesus, we automatically are not normal. Y'all, we're not called to be normal because the kingdom of God is not normal. It's supernatural. God calls us to stand out, not to blend in, right? To shine for his glory, for allow him, for him to, to live, uh, work through us, and for us to be a shiny beacon of hope out in the world. And so we, we must stand out. Why do we want to go back to normal when God's calling us to stand out? Why do we want to stay bound to normalcy and complacency to that place that we thought was good when really it wasn't all that in a bag of chips? And so we got to break out of that. That's, that's, not, that's not go back to normal. New normal is better than going back to normal. I'm trying not to use that phrase going back to normal. I'm trying to use that phrase of a new normal uh, because to an extent we have to accept what it is, but we got to know that God's not calling us to, the, to that normal, any kind of normal, but to a new kingdom. God wants to do something new through us. And so uh, I've already said this, but we, we got to stop taking the kingdom of God for granted. We got to stop taking the kingdom of God for granted. And we wake up every day and we, we got so much stuff we got to do and we got jobs we got to take care of. We got families we got to take care of. We're saved. We're born again. We love Jesus. We read our Bibles. But we kind of take it for granted, don't we? Until something uh, on the outside comes to shake us up like a, this pandemic has literally rocked the foundations of the entire world to where you begin to start not taking things for granted no more, right? So we can wake up and wise up to the new kingdom of God that he wants to do. Or we can stay stuck and stay bound in the past. And so here's the thing. There's always going to be a new normal just around the corner. Just around the corner, what's normal now won't be normal anymore. And God calls us to his kingdom, a new kingdom. There's nothing like this kingdom here on earth. And so... 
we got to flip our focus off of the world. We need to know what's going on in the world we live in. But we got to be more kingdom-minded. we got to flip our focus and begin to see and recognize that this is just a temporal homestead. <laughs> this is temporal, and we got an eternal homestead waiting for us. And we can experience that, that hope while we're here. Uh, and and we, we got to flip our focus on what's really important, amen? And no matter what's going on around us, if his kingdom's alive inside of me, then I don't stress out. I'm not fearful. I experience fear at times, but it's not the spirit that overtakes me or spirit of depression because I know the kingdom of God that he's calling me from. Two, I mean. Let's read John 3, uh, 3 through 7. It's a story, you know, Jesus speaking to Dick and Demas, right, about the kingdom of God. Verse 3 there says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you're born again, you cannot see, somebody say see, see. the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and of the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say, you must be born again. So Jesus is talking about being born again and living for God is a spiritual thing, right? We can't physically go back and be born again, but spiritually on the inside of us, something new happens. We're born again. We, we have a new hope. We have new eyes. We have new ears. We begin to see and experience our lives in the world that we live in in a different way because of that life of God that changes us. And so I, I kind of got this, this revelation, this point from this scripture uh, just doing studying this week and going through my quiet time. And so the Lord just reminded me, reading this, that God, Jesus is teaching Nicodemus about the kingdom of God. God calls all those who are willing and hungry for truth. That's simple. Do you want to know if you're called? Are you willing? And are you hungry for truth? That's it. If you're those two things, God can use you. God's calling you. You're chosen. There's a purpose. There's a calling on your life. You know what? In the world, is the world hungry for truth? <laughs> yes, it is, in a sick way. Because they'll like the truth unless it's something that they don't like. Or something about them that they don't want to accept. And so as believers, as long as we're willing and, 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 and hungry for truth, God can use us. It's that simple. Anybody willing this morning? couple of you, anybody hungry for truth this morning? Amen. You're called. You're chosen. You're called to this new kingdom uh, to break out of normalcy. Amen. Luke um, 17, 20 through 21. It says, once uh, I'm being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that, be can, that can be observed. <clears throat> Nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. Jesus says the kingdom of God is not something that you can really identify like there it is, there it is, it's over there, it's this way, it's this way. No, he says the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is in your midst. If you study that out, midst literally means within you. Jesus says the kingdom of God is within you. 
So if the kingdom of God is within us, the kingdom of God, now hear me, the God that says, I am the great I am, the Alpha, the Omega, the creator, that kingdom is alive inside of you. What does it matter what's going on on the outside of us? If that kingdom is alive inside of us, then I, I have his power, I have his calling, I have his anointing, I have his gifts, which are all without repentance. Amen. The kingdom of God is never changing. We're going to talk about that here in a moment. It's the same. It stays the same. And so if, if, those, if his kingdom is alive inside of us, then we can have peace no matter what's going on around us. Amen. That next point. So the kingdom of God, y'all know this, is upside down and, and backwards. The kingdom of God is not how you naturally see and perceive uh, your life. It's, it's upside down and backwards to our carnal way of living, of, of life. It's because it's, it's really like a static. It's just, it's literally unchanging. It's, it's always there. No matter what, the kingdom of God is going to stay. It's in place. It's not going nowhere. It, it, it's set. It's been, it's been laid. The foundation is laid. It's unchanging. The kingdom of God, though, is eternal. It's eternal. And it's eternal culture, it's eternal community, and it's eternal environment. And this is really what we're going to talk about today. God's calling us away from being normal, what the world says is normal, and calling us into his new kingdom. And when you enter into his kingdom, y'all, we experience a new culture, a new community, new environments, eternal these things are eternal. They don't change. And so, but the kingdom of God, y'all know this is upside down and backwards. His ways are higher than ours, right? His thoughts, he says, are not your, are the same. His thoughts are higher. And so I got to know that. I got to see that, that when the Holy Spirit's called me to do something and, it, and it, it feels like it's stretching me and it feels uncomfortable, I got to know that his ways are, are higher and different. And his kingdom is upside down and backwards to the way I would normally uh, solve a, a problem. <laughs> He's the ultimate uh, solution finder, but he just solves problems in heavenly ways. And I have an uh, earthly perspective, and I try to solve problems in my earthly own way, and it's the wrong way. God says, if you trust me, I'll lead you, right? He'll lead us. And so, so the kingdom of God is upside down and backwards, but also the kingdom of God is the same. It doesn't change. I want, want to read Hebrews 13, 8 through 9. It says, Jesus Christ is the same. Somebody say, same. same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Some translations say, forevermore. So that second part of verse 9. So, so don't be uh, uh, attracted by strange new ideas. If we, are, if we are grounded by faith in Jesus Christ, He keeps us grounded, and we can know that we're grafted into this new kingdom and that he's the same. His love is not going to change necessarily even based on my obedience. Because I know that the Bible says that he loved me while I was yet a sinner. Before Ian got cleaned up and, and wised up and became a, a, a follower of Jesus, he still loved me. And so his love doesn't change. Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. Amen. He's, he's the same. The kingdom of God doesn't change. Does normal change? What's considered normal is constantly changing. The kingdom of God does not change. All those who hate change, I know there's some of you out there. Here's your chance. Get involved in the kingdom of God. It doesn't change. 
I'm one of those who struggles with change. I, I, I like certain things that, to be the same. Apple, I love Apple. What do they do every so often? They're, you got to uh, upgrade the, the new iOS. It's like, what'd they change this time? I like the way it was. It worked great. If it ain't broke, don't. If you're like me in some, in some aspects, the kingdom of God doesn't change. His love for you is the same. His promises for you are the same. If you done messed up, fell down, all you got to do is promise is the same. Get up, ask for his forgiveness, and you got to get up. Hear me? You got to get up. Just like that prodigal son, he was in the pig slop. What he had to do, he had to get up. And what was his father doing? Waiting for him. His love is the same. The kingdom of God is the same. Let's read 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 58. It says, Therefore, my brothers, uh, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully. Somebody say fully. To the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And this is where I really want to challenge us. And I think as a church, most people have been shaken up. Um, they realize that church, we have taken it for granted. It's, 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 it's amazing what we get to do on Sunday mornings, right? And so we have a tendency to do this. It's just part of life. We, we give God our lives in pieces, right? In segments. God, I'll give you this area of my life. I'm ready to work in this area of my life. This area I'm going to kind of hold on to. I'm not ready yet, Lord. And so this scripture says, give yourself fully for the work. Always, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Let's just be all in. Y'all, tomorrow is not promised to us. I know you hear me, but you don't believe me. Because anything can happen. You hear me, but you don't believe me. Until one of your family members gets sick, God forbid, or, or somebody gets that you love and care about gets in an accident, and what happens? What happens? We get shaken up again. The reality of life. Let's, let's, give him, let's give him our everything no matter what. No matter what. Let's look at that next point. See, and it's so important that the kingdom of God is alive inside of us. Uh, it's because it's the kingdom within us that empowers us to show others the goodness of God. And it's that kingdom, that kingdom inside of you that, that shows other the goodness of God. It's your story, the, the story that God's wrote uh, in your life, over your life. When you share that story, it showcases his glory. It's your story that showcases all the glory of God. And it's that story that's the life of God within you. And when we share that story, when we share the life of God, the world around us can change. It can change. It will change in Jesus' name. And so we got to be fully devoted to that work of Christ that he's done within us. 1 Peter 2.9. It says, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness, there it is, of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Anybody thankful he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light? He did that for a reason, because there's purpose, there's a calling, there's appointment, there's anointing on your life. He didn't do that just for you. He did that for you because he loves you, 
But his, his, his plan and vision for your life is bigger. He wants to see your wife get saved. He wants to see your family get saved. He wants your kids saved. He wants everybody you work with saved. He called you out of the darkness for a reason. And it, when he calls us out of the darkness, we have to remember that we're chosen. And he calls us out. And the, the culture and the, and the life that I had, now I have a new life. I have a, a new family that I, I'm, I'm a part of, a church family. I have, I have a, a new uh, culture, a new community and environment, this kingdom-mindedness of, of environment and culture uh, and community. Let's look at that next point, Brittany. So this is really the, God's design, God's, God's way versus the world's way. He gives us a new culture, new community, and a new environment. He wants us not, not going back to normal, New normal is better than going back to normal, but he doesn't want us normal. He wants us into the new kingdom. Let's look at that next point. The culture of, of the kingdom of God, the type of culture that the kingdom of God rests on, sets in, is this culture of adoption. We are chosen people, accepted, adopted, and loved. Anybody, any of those things? Because of what Jesus has done for you, Right? That's the culture of the kingdom of God. Each and every one of us have been adopted and grafted into the family of God, right? Is anybody here pure uh, Israel, Israeli blood? Nobody? So we're all Gentiles. <laughs> and because of Jesus, Jesus grafted in the Gentiles to his promises that we be made, uh, have eternal life promised to us as well. So we've all been adopted. We've all been, been accepted. We've been loved. The way that we are, that's, that's the, the culture of adoption. That's the way the kingdom of God works. And so we all get to share that same story, right? That, shame, that same testimony of how God saved us, how he brought us in, how he dusted us off, how he cleaned us up, how he got us from, from the pig pen to the, to the mansion, right? To the castle, to his mansion. We all share that together. It's, it's really a culture of adoption. Let's read John 8, uh, 34 through 36. It says, uh, Jesus uh, replied, I tell you the truth, anyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. If the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Jesus is saying, uh, if you're a slave, if you're not a slave, if the Son, who is Jesus, has set you free, freedom is yours. The Holy Spirit showed me this. So it's not my position that declares who or what I am. But who I am and what I'm called to be is based on my bloodline, who is Jesus. I've been adopted because of who he is and what he's done in my life. No position can help uh, save me. A lot of us think, if I could just get the right job or if I could just get uh, that, the right position or right title, then I can experience joy and experience freedom. We can't attain those things on our own. It's Jesus who sets the son free, the daughter free, that that's the only way that we can be set free. Amen is by him. It's not our position. It's the bloodline 
of Jesus. And you know what? When you've been adopted, there's nothing, there's nothing that I can do that changes the fact of, of, of that adoption. That means I'm an heir to, to what he's done. I can't attain anything that he's going to give me on my own. He just gives it to me because I'm part of his family, right? He just freely gives it because I'm part of his family. Galatians 4, 7, it says, Therefore, you're no longer a slave, uh, but a son. And if you are a son, then an heir of God through Christ. So if we're no longer uh, sin, uh, slave to sin, and we are now sons and daughters of the Most High, we are heirs of Christ, then we need to start acting like heirs of Christ, right? We're sons and daughters of a, 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 of a king, so we have to act like kings and queens as we go out into the world. That leads us into our next point. So we have a, we have a, a culture really of adoption. Everybody who's been born again experiences that culture of adoption. Heaven is going to be a place of adopted children. Come on, somebody, who are thankful that somebody brought them in. I'm thankful that God brought me in when I had nowhere to go. The second point, a community... Uh, that God is doing through this new kingdom is he, he provides a community of royalty. We are royal priesthood. We are ministers and ambassadors for Christ. Did you know that if you've been grafted and adopted by this culture uh, of this new kingdom mind in this, that you are, are part of a community of royalty and that you are called to minister and called to be an ambassador for Christ? You are called to do those things. That's what I'm talking about. If, if, if our Savior is a king and we're sons and daughters adopted into his kingdom, uh, then we need to, we need to act uh, no matter what we're doing, whatever we're going, whatever we're coming in contact with, like sons and daughters of the Most High. Ambassadors for Christ. Y'all know uh, each, each nation, each country in the world, has, they have ambassadors, right? You know what their sole job and purpose is as they travel around the globe and visit other countries? You know, we have ambassadors for the United States and they'll go, you know, to Ireland or Denmark or Finland or Australia. What is their sole purpose and job? To represent the United States the best way that they can. That is their job. As Christians, our job is to represent Christ to the best of our ability no matter what we're doing, who we're with, where we're going, to be ambassadors and ministers of His kingdom and what He's doing, what He's doing in our lives, what He's done in our lives, and to share that with the world. And here's the thing. This community, this community of royalty, it's cool because we're all royal priests and, and priestesses because of what Jesus has done. It's, it's through the bloodline, but it's a... A royal community that is multiplying more royal community members. So it's expanding. If you, if you are, what, willing and hungry for truth, you can be grafted in. You can be made royal as well, a royal uh, brother and sister. Let's read 2 Corinthians uh, 5, 17 through 21. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. And out of this gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ and God, 
has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's, there it is, ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. So that's the message of the gospel right in a nutshell. That whole chunk of scripture is the message of the gospel. What we're called to do, our responsibility as believers, why Jesus came to save us so that we can help save other people, his life, through us. Here's the cool thing about the community of royalty that God is doing through his new kingdom. This community that we, we live in and we share, this community is not a closed club. This community is not a closed club. As long as I'm the pastor here at Liberty Church, uh, Holly Pond, no matter what you look like coming through them doors, we're going to let you in. If you got holes in your pants, if you maybe don't even have shoes, if you got holes in your shirts, you maybe might not even smell the greatest. If you are willing and hungry for truth, so much so that you showed up to the doors of our church, we're going to let you in. Because we're a community of, of royal priests. And, and, and this ain't a closed club. If you've come to that revelation, God is fixing to do something in your life. I want to come alongside you. I want to help you. I want to graft you in. I want to adopt you into the kingdom of God. Amen? Because that's what God wants to do through his community of believers. And, and as a church family, you're part of that community. And we have to work together, right, to love on others who are hurting and broken. That next point. So we have a, a culture of adoption. And we have this community of, of royalty. And we have God creates this environment of holiness. An environment of holy, holiness that God sets in place. And so we are a holy people. We are set apart. Somebody say set apart to display and declare the goodness of God. That's what God calls us to be and to do, to be set apart. Man, and uh, Holy Spirit kind of wrecked me uh, this week as I was studying and, and praying and, and reading and uh, just getting ready. And uh, I guess I've known this, but I've never seen it this way. It's so simple how the Holy Spirit just laid this out for me. Because we're talking about not going back to normal and, and entering into this new kingdom that God's constantly calling us to. And so hear me. Holy, if you study that out, it means to literally be set apart. Did anybody know that? If you didn't know that, write that down. Holy means to literally just be set apart. It doesn't mean without sin. <laughs> it means set apart. And so holy means set apart. Okay? Set apart means what? To stand out. Set apart means to, to stand out. To stand out is the opposite of what? Being normal. <laughs> so, I can't be normal and holy at the same time. I cannot be holy and normal at the same time. Holy means to be set apart. Set apart means to stand out. 
If I'm standing out, that means I'm, I'm away from the crowd of normalcy. And so why are, we, why are we wanting to go back to normal? I don't want to be normal. I want to be holy in Jesus' name. I want to stand out and shine for his glory in Jesus' name. I don't want to blend in with the crowd because Jesus lives inside of me. I'm different. I, I, I can't just blend in. I'm going to stand out like a sore thumb. It's not because of my pointy nose. It is kind of pointy. I do stand out a little bit. But it's because of my funky hair or my weird clothes. I stand out because of the life of God that's inside of me. And I can't be holy and normal at the same time. Holy, I want to go back to that point. Holy doesn't mean without sin. It means set apart. Think about, um, think about David. The Bible describes him as what? A man after God's own heart. Was David without sin? If you don't know, maybe you check up and read some of his backstory. How was his, he called to be a man after God's own heart because he was holy. He was set apart. And you know what? He had a, a following of people who loved and adored him as he was running from Saul. And he had a, a group of men that would do anything for him, right? Why would they do anything for him? Because he created an environment of holiness. Was he without sin? Did he have flaws? Did he mess up? But he created an environment of holiness. As he led, he, was, he set himself apart, and he set his group that was around him apart, and they had an environment. They had a culture. They had a community of holiness for his glory. He wrote all the Psalms. So as you're reading the Psalms, you can thank David because he was set apart. Right? Just, just establishing that kingdom mindedness, that new kingdom of who God was and declaring his glory. What would happen if we, we set that standard, that standard of that holiness environment and all the environments that we occupy and live in? The, the, the environments of our family, at our job. And we just said, you know what? I, I'm setting the standard of holiness. I'm going to be set apart for your glory, God. I'm going to lift people up. I'm not going to put people down. I'm going to love on people. I'm going to have hope when everybody else at the workplace is griping and complaining and that ain't going to get done they're changing the rules again and I hate change but you know what my kingdom doesn't change in Jesus name it's because things are changing around me God you're the same you're the same 1 Peter 2.9 it says but you are not like that for you are chosen people somebody say chosen people y'all go ahead underline that highlight that write that down don't forget that God knew you before he what formed you you're chosen. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. Don't forget who your daddy is. He called you. You're, you're holy. You're a royal priest. You're chosen. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. He called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. He called us out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Not just for us so that we could experience salvation, all the good things, which we do, which we get to, but it's bigger than us. It's bigger than us. You know what? And the world's changing. It's going to keep changing. It's going to keep changing. And the kingdom of God is going to stay the same. His rules, his regulations don't change. All you have to do is accept Jesus, who he is, believe that he is, and confess that he is, and you're made right with God. That's his rules and regulations that don't change. You accept them, you believe in them, and you confess. That's it. 
And when you do those things, you're adopted into a, a culture that loves you. You're a part of a community of royal priests that love you, that is constantly expanding and enlarging. And you are a part of an amazing new kingdom that God wants to do. It creates an environment that can change our world. So I just want to, I want you to sit and think about the environments that you get to live in and occupy from Monday through, from Sunday to Sunday. The, the, the level of influence of, uh, that you have in your life. You know you have influence. There are people that look up to you. And so let's, let's, let's put these things out. This culture, this community, this, this uh, environment that we can set, that God can set through us. As everybody's griping and complaining about going back to normal, or this new normal ain't great, and we can rest in the fact that, you know what, God ain't calling me to that anyway. This ain't my home. And I can experience joy and peace while I'm here if I flip my focus and focus on His kingdom. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask everybody just to, just to bow your heads and close your eyes. Just get into His presence. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray over us here in a moment. After I get done praying, I'm going to ask some of our leaders to come uh, to be available for prayer too. So we are going to still pray at the altar. If you need prayer for anything, I want to encourage you to come. Uh, we're still going to be available for that. I know uh, just because the, the doors of the church ain't been closed don't mean your, your lives and the stuff you're going through has been closed. So y'all might need prayer for things. So come see us. But So I just want to go ahead and pray over us right now. Father God, Lord, we love you. God, we thank you. I thank you for each and every person here. This morning that's gathered in the sanctuary, God, that's gathered online watching. God, and I just I just declare, God, that new mentality, God, that we literally flip our focus, God, off of, 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 the, of just all the stuff going on. There's good things going on, but there's so much negative things going on, and we get so focused on the negative stuff. God, then we begin to just declare your promises. God, we de- begin to declare your word, God, and your rules and regulations, God. Let's say all I got to do is accept, believe, and confess. God, that you are who you are. And so I don't want to do a message without giving somebody the opportunity to accept Christ. So if you're with us this morning and I don't know what's going on in your life, if you're here in the sanctuary or with us online, watching from home, maybe you're going through something tough and you're, you're here because, you know what, your life's a mess. You're done doing it your way. You need breakthrough. You need some peace. You need, you need acceptance. You need love. I got good news. Man, Jesus loves you right where you're at. God loves you right where you're at. He, he, cho- he chooses you. Even when we deny Him, He chooses us. So maybe you've been denying Him and denying Him. But today you want to change. You, you want to accept Him today. If that's you, here in a moment I want to ask you to do something by faith. If that's you, if you're watching at home or you're here in our sanctuary, if you want to accept Jesus today, if for the first time you've never done this, or maybe you've fallen away and you need to be restored today. You know, you ain't been living uh, the way God's been calling you to live. You need restoration. If you're one of those two people, you need salvation for the first time or you need restoration today. Right now, if you're in the sanctuary or if you're watching at home, I want you simply just to stand up right now. Right where you're at. To stand up as a sign of faith to say, God, I see you, I hear you. God, I want to change my life. I'm not going to deny you anymore. I'm, 
I'm accepting, believing, and confessing right now by the fact that I'm standing up by faith. I'm doing something about what I believe, what you're saying to me, and speaking to me right now. If that's you, I'm going to give you a few more moments. If you're standing up, I'm going to, if you're at home watching, just keep standing and keep praying. We're going to pray here in a moment. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to go ahead and, and lead us in a prayer here. I want everybody to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. God, we accept your son, Jesus. God, it's him and who we believe that we're made right in your eyes. God, and now I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord over my life. And I believe it and I receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you now, anybody else here at Holly Pond location, just go ahead and just stand together as a family. We're going to enter into a time of worship for one more song before we're dismissed. I just want to say, if you said that prayer for the first time, man, heaven is rejoicing right now. Uh, Liberty Church rejoices right now, so thank you so much. Um, If you're a leader, I'm going to ask you to come. uh, Maybe Pete, come be available for prayer up front. If you need prayer for any reason, We are available for prayer, amen? This altar is open.
something out of it. Uh, let's go ahead and pray together before we go ahead and dismiss uh, this morning. So Father God, Lord, we love you and we thank you, Lord. We can't say it enough. God, I, uh, I thank you for your word, Lord. I pray, God, that you shake us up today. You continue just to let us meditate on what we've uh, learned today. God, that we literally break through, uh, come out of, of being normal, God, and stop trying to be normal and try and be holy, God, be set apart and different, God, to stand out on purpose and to be proud to stand out for your glory, God. So we thank you for that. Lord, be with us as we go. God, be with all of our families. God, especially all those online, God, that couldn't come today still. God, I pray you bless them. Keep us safe. God, we just pray protection, health, and wholeness over our whole church, our whole church body. God, as we've opened the doors for the first time today, God, keep us uh, safe and protected from the virus in Jesus' name. God, we call this holy ground, Lord. And so, uh, God, we're here to gather because of you, and that's the only reason. It is fun to gather, God, but we're gathered because of you, Jesus. And, Lord, so I pray you honor and bless that, God. Lord, so we love you, and we thank you, God. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen.